from Traverse City, Michigan. This is Real Fairies Radio. In our experience, fairies are real, and we're here to talk about them. I'm Natalie Lynn, and this is my sister. And I'm Susan Hajar. And yes, they certainly are real. So, we said it. Fairies are real. To some of you, this is old news, especially those who are familiar with our website, realfairies.net. To others, this may be a bit out there, but we're hoping you'll keep an open mind as we take you on this journey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our second podcast. Today, we'll be talking about pixies, the small winged fae that many people think of when they hear the word fairy. When we asked on our blog at realfairies.net what you really wanted to know about pixies, you generously responded with lots of wonderful questions. In this episode of Real Fairies Radio, we'll do our best to get those questions answered by Queen Emerald, who rules over the pixie nation of Finn, and Mr. E, who has a close connection with pixies himself. Afterwards, just like our previous podcast, our last segment will feature Mr. E answering audio questions you have recorded for him on our website. If you just happened upon our second podcast and don't know who Mr. E is, or who we are for that matter, I urge you to listen to our first podcast entitled How It All Began. There, we explain our connection to Mr. E in the fairy realm and why he is here talking with us. Before we get started on your questions, let's listen to a conversation I had a while back with Mr. E about his first meeting with Queen Emerald, who, as I mentioned earlier, rules over the pixie nation of Finn. Back when I was younger, and I was climbing the tree, because that's what they do for fun, they climb trees. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I saw a spot in the tree that didn't look like it, it should. It didn't look right to me. My elfy senses, you know, went off, and I was going, oh, wait a second. Something wait. doesn't look normal. And I was thinking, there's some magic afoot. And sure enough, the cloak that she had put on the thing had lifted, and then there was this miraculous city. Well, it must have been a fairly large tree. Very large tree, which in which I was in, but I was on a limb, and it was further oh. on in. Yes, you know. And I'm looking up at it, and it just amazed me. And then, as they're, they're curious about me, as I am about them, at that point, you know, they revealed themselves, and then... Um, they weren't the, concerned? The, no, because they could tell, you know, I didn't have any weapons. Right. And I was just a child, you know. But you're still big enough to do some damage. I could do some damage. But, you know, look at it this way. Would you really want to mess with a beehive with your bare hand? Not if you're smart, but not everybody is. Well, elves generally are. <laughs> that smart, at least. I mean, they're not dumb. <laughs> I mean, they're not like, you know, totally out of their mind. Can you give me your impressions of what it looked like? Oh, it was miraculous. I was just impressed with the details and the handiship of just the fact that they're so small. But they're small, so... I know, but it's like looking upon... A replica? Yes. Or like somebody who would build a dollhouse in fine, fine detail. Uh-huh. So fine that it's real. Was it made of wood? Or? Yes, little, lots of things were made out of wood. Some were made out of little pieces of fabric here and there that they threw about. You mean like for awnings and like stuff? awnings, banners, and whatnot. Yeah, they had the buildings themselves were made of wood. They woods and stones. Was it like a castle? Or well, yes, it? it was. Once they lifted the veil, you could see that it wasn't just the castle area, but there were little houses off on the little limbs and, and all over. And buildings all over the Yes, place. there's all kinds of places, you know. Was it shining or looking different than most? Yes, it was glimmering kind of a little bit with their glimmery dust thing, you know, because yeah. you could see that their dust was like somebody sprinkled glitter everywhere, like a little tiny haze of it everywhere. Were the buildings painted colors? Yes, of many they... different colors. So was it colorful is what yes, I'm saying? Yes, it was colorful. Or was it meant to blend in? When they want to blend, they cloak. And they keep it cloaked for most of the time. 
I was a visitor, and I didn't even know I was visiting. And then what happened was, as soon as the cloud lifted, I could see some troops come out, and the queen came out and introduced to herself to, to me uh-huh. directly. And we developed our friendship at that age. You know, and I was that age, and she was much older, of course, but... She came out like, she came was out, there like a drawbridge or something? Or did she come well, out? no, she, they fly, you know, yeah. so it's not like they need to walk... There were some guards with her that flew in front of her. And then she they had sort of power shoots and she came in and then said hello to me. And, and she was talking to me and she says, this is my kingdom. She says, I know it's a kingdom within a kingdom, but, you know, I just yeah. want to explain myself to you and this, that and the other Did thing. she know who you were? Yes, she figured it out. How? Well, my clothes were a dead oh, okay. giveaway. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. You know, okay. especially as a child, they always prey around in things that are definitely... Tag you. Yeah, they definitely... Oh, that's the prince. Yeah. And she was offering me advice and stuff, and uh, we just... We started up a rapport, you know, and and I was thinking, here are all these little creatures, you know, and here I am this big creature, and I can do things so easily that they couldn't do. So what I decided to do as a child, I went and I got a big basket, and I picked like a whole bunch of berries and I did it for them and I left it for them. Nice. I mean, that was like, you know, a great present for them because it's, it's not as easy for them. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's no big deal. So I, I did little things like that. So you would go there kind of regularly whenever you felt yeah, like when, it. When I, you know, when I could. Because when you had something was, to give them. Yeah. Was it mostly her that you talked to? I, I became close to her and I met all the other ones that were there as well. But you see, as I'd grown up, you know, and they know me, and we all became very close, and that's why you've got some pixies right here. Some months ago, I was very fortunate to be able to talk with Queen Emerald when my sister Susan channeled her. For those who aren't familiar with Susan's channeling process, I again urge you to listen to our first podcast. This interview was originally done for our upcoming book, Interviews with the Fairy Realm, and it was over two hours long. Today, we're going to share a few select portions of the interview that pertain to questions you've asked. I personally liked Queen Emerald very much. She was kind and thoughtful and considerate, but I never for a moment forgot I was speaking to a queen. Here, in a high, wee voice, she talks, among other things, about the common misconception that pixies are davas who help flowers and other plants grow. I'd like to clear up a lot of things about pixies. You're not this little frail things you might see as us. A lot of people do not no, know No, they think that, you know, put them in a jar kind of thing. Uh, what they don't realize is that once you put one of us in a jar, if you can do that, uh-huh. we have telepathy with our other hive members. And you be, use the word hive. In, in a way, it's a hive, but it's more a community. Uh-huh. It's not like we all have one brain. But you're all working together. We all work together, very much so, and so if one of us is in trouble, um, you know, the rest will take in. So, an action against one is, is an It's against all, yes. What is your relationship to nature? Some people think, honestly, that you are like a deva, that you work with plants, and you love to help them grow. Mm. And I think it's funny they think we're devas. <laughs> <laughs> you do? We are not devas. We know the devas. And we uh-huh. communicate with them all the time. Which may be where the confusion where comes maybe in. that's maybe because we're close to them, they think that we are them. Right. Especially if they see them and you and can't see you both distinctly, that they might think that you're the same. All right, but we're not. I know. It's just a matter of perception. Devas are 
they have their own job and their job and their only focus is just that one thing get that plant healthy get it growing that's it that's a big job so they don't have time for anything else nothing else right First of all, what do pixies eat? Cream? Mm, we love creams. Milks and cream. Creams, to nectar, eat. lots mm. of nectars. So a lot of high sugar content because we burn a lot of energy. People want to know what to leave out for pixies to attract them and make friends with them. And that would be... Milk is great. Sweet things. Um, Basically what we just talked about? Yes. Ice uh, cream. Ice cream? <laughs> you like that? That's kind of a combination of all those things, isn't it's it? A, cream, it's sweetness. Everything you like. Yeah. Do you forage? We forage for berries and stuff like that. Pieces of berries. You know, it depends on how we feel, you know. Um, and then there are times we take it and we, and we smash it down and make our own little wines out of berries and stuff like that and drinks. Let's take, for example, a strawberry. They can be kind of big. Well, yeah. Do you have help cut them up and then take them back somewhere and work with them? Mm-hmm. It's labor intensive. Yeah. And we have things that we get little stones, we grind things up and. Like grains? Yeah, like, or even the berries. So do you eat grains like bread? Yes, we make little grains and little breads. Okay, you do. You do cook. Kind of like that. Yes, we cook a little bit. We do work with fire or spark, so to speak. We call it spark. Because, you know, what we consider a fire, people would never consider fire. Maybe just see a little spark or something. Exactly. Because it's smaller. And we work with lots of magic, and sometimes, you know, we don't need to cook. We just alter the energy. Of course, that makes sense. It seems people have seen pixies of various sizes. Can you tell me how big pixies are? We have the strange ability to... It's hard to explain. How do I explain this? Sometimes our size can change. You can alter your size. Yes. That's what I'm trying to say. So does that mean that your body isn't very dense? Exactly. It's like... It's a lighter body. Yes. But we are physical, but we're sometimes not. But you have control over that? Yes. So you can alter your size when it's convenient. Right. But does that mean that your normal resting state is larger? It's a little bit larger. About this big? Yes. Okay, so you're about five inches, maybe. I don't have a ruler. Maybe more four. But we can go down to this big. Like one inch. Yeah, very small, yes. And the advantage to that is? Well, you could get into places you couldn't get into otherwise. And for transportation. Okay, that too. Um, But, you know, we'll we'll go to full size if we have to go to war. So you're shapeshifters. Yes, we're shifters. Shifters. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. But you don't shift into another shape. As no, no, no. It's still the same shape. You shrink and expand. Exactly. We shrink and expand. Oh, that's interesting. What is pixie dust? Well, pixie dust, we're very strange creatures. Unlike you, we give off this thing, uh, this energy, and sometimes the energy turns into a dust. And so, we keep it, we consider it it's sacred because it's, it's part of our energy. But sometimes if I sat in a room for a while, you'd see like a little ring around me because I give off the energy dust. And you can do things with this because yes, it is energy. Yes, it is. It's, yes, it is energy. It's, it's magical in itself because we're so magical. And I think Mr. E has told us that they can be lots of different colors. Yes, and sometimes when we fly, that? you can see the streams. Yes. What determines the color? Just is it random or is it depends on the pixie? So a certain pixie will be able to do one color. 
Maybe. Or more than Exactly. One. Might have more. Might, um, focused on one color and, and go for that color. What, what is the thing about color? Is it a vibration? Oh, yes. So you must be green. Yes, you I'm a green. work with green. I work with green colors. That doesn't mean your skin is green, right? No, no, no. But what you produce is green. Yes. I get it. Green sparklies. Here we have a concept, you know, we've romanticized pixies a lot, and we have concepts that you have a magic wand that also does that, that has stuff mm, coming out of it. We can use wands, but... Does it, does it have dust coming out of it? No, nothing like... Right. That's no. What, that's what I'm saying. It might seem like that, because we've got it dust coming have. off of us all the time. It's not coming from the wand. It's not, there's not a little star at the end of the tip, no. Okay, so you carry the pixie dust around with you in a pouch, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you want to take it out and use it for something, right? If you need more than what you have, yes. And what do you have on you is coming through your hands? All right, or your just body, your whole thing. Right, comes but off you have to you. have it somewhere collected together, don't you? Well, yeah, you'd pick it up in your pouch yeah. and energize it for whatever it's supposed to do and out the way it goes. It goes. Yeah. Yes. When I spoke to the Gearings, they said they spent a lot of time frolicking. That's the word they use. <laughs> they play a lot. Would you say that's true for pixies or not? I say that we're actually the opposite. We have our playful moments, but we have a different setup of society. I agree. They have very simple buildings, if they have any, and they spend a lot of time by the water playing. That's fine for them, but that's not what you guys do. No. We have our own buildings and stuff. And Do you have art? Some of us like art. You guys make music? Mm-hmm. Our singers. Pixie singing. Do you have gatherings, rituals? We all do that, too, and sometimes even humans have caught us. You go in a circle, mm -hmm. and you dance. Mm -hmm. What is the purpose of that? It's unifying, and the cone of power. You're building power. Yes. And not only that, it's just it's to symbol unity more mm -hmm. than anything else. They're always done doing weddings. Always? Yes. What about the solstice and all that? Yes, that's different, though. It's not the same? No, it's a different dance. But you do do that. Mm hmm In the solstice, for example, do you also do a dance in the circle and build yeah, power? Yeah, we build power by dancing, but it's not always a circle. No? It's not the same kind of circle. It's a different circle. Isn't a circle a circle? A circle is a circle, but sometimes it's a spiral. Sometimes oh. it's, it's Sometimes it's a spiral that's sealed off. Sometimes it's open. There's little circles together and... At the same time? It, yes, different things. You know, there's different... Do you have circles that kind of overlap each other and so it gets very complicated? Exactly. Depends on the situation or what we're doing the dance for. Is magic involved? Mm, always. The dancing is always to raise the energy, no matter mm -hmm. what it is. And if you want to raise the energy, you do the dance for this to raise this energy. Dance for that to raise that energy. What type of energy do you Well, raise? if you wanted a, the crops to grow, and you wanted lots oh. of wheat, you know, you do the wheat dance. Oh, so you're creating outcomes. Yes. We've all noticed these guys on your side, the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. Yes, we they do. They do rain dances. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Okay, so in a way you are working with nature that way. Remember the deva question? Yes. It's very confusing, but we are not devas. No, I know. But you are also petitioning nature for a certain outcome. Yes. Is it because it's our livelihood. That's how we survive. Sense. Are you bringing the energy and then sending it to the crops? The, whatever if we that were, to, If that was what you wanted. If that's what we wanted, if that's what we needed. If we needed rain, we sometimes have our own rain dance. Mm-hmm. 
if you need it to stop raining <laughs> because it's drowning us. You know, there's bed dents, you know, mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds. That's how we just do things. And because of the way we are, the dances aren't always done on the ground. They're done in the air. Makes sense. And, you know, with different colors and streams. and Probably really pretty. Yes, I'm sure it's quite something to see for I you. I bet it is. Is it always a nature-related kind of an issue? Or do you do things, for example, for protection? We do things for protection if we have to worry about, you know. Or stuff. Yeah. We're making sure that our area is not seen. So that they won't notice us. So you can kind of cloak your home. We can cloak a whole city if we put our minds to it. Queen Emerald will be back near the end of the podcast for one last segment where she'll talk about why pixies so often visit our world and why they may or may not be interested in communicating with humans. For now, we're going to have Mr. E answer some of the pixie questions that we didn't get to ask Queen Emerald. Here he is, talking about one of his favorite subjects, pixies. Can pixies make themselves look like other things such as bugs or animals? If so, how do you know if it's really a pixie? No, they can't. They can communicate through animals, um, especially dragonflies and um, butterflies. So pixies work with dragonflies. They work with dragonflies and butterflies. You know, humans have dogs. They've got dragonflies and butterflies. They're like very close friends to them. They're like very affectionate towards them. Okay. Can pixies or fairies in general sense your intentions? Do they know if you're being sincere or not? Oh, yes. There's certainly an energy around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they can sense things. Kind of pull the wool over their eyes. No. How do I know if a pixie has bad intentions? Is there a way to keep those with bad intentions away? Pixies would be unlikely. You're not going to run across any rogue pixies like that. The humans won't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not something that they'd be messing with. In our world, yes, we come across them many a time. They're more like spice and whatnot, which is what you use hearts for, too. You know, the good yes, ones. Yes, in fact. Even if it is a negative, dark pixie, it's not going to have a lot of impact, is it, really? Not really. Not unless there's a crowd of them. Right. And they're usually solitary if they're in that kind of situation, I think. Yes, you're not going to find... Unless you have a swarm of them, you won't have a problem. So I suppose there are some places in the world that that happens. But... You know, and then you got to be careful. You know, watch your then back. you'll know. You know, for God's sake. Yeah. It's like disturbing a hornet's nest. You need to back away. Oh, yeah. You need to make sure you don't touch that hornet's nest yeah. at all. It's not a little damage. No, and that is the, really the strength of the pixie nation. Yes, yes, exactly. It's not a little damage at all. Right. And you really cannot look at them as small and insignificant because they really aren't. Correct. You must respect them. But as far as keeping any fairy away that has bad intentions, you can set up parameters. Well, yeah, there's lots of things you can do to avoid negativity and bad things. You know, there's a certain thing. It's like it's a law a cosmic law, I could say, that oh. if you put up a certain barrier and it's a positive barrier, the negative cannot cross. You set up the barrier and make sure that no negative thing can enter your home at all. Basically, it's visualizing something, an uh, energy field in place. Yes, visualize your energy field in place that surrounds your entire properties, your area, your zone, uh -huh. and then only positive can come through. That's what you say. And even though it seems like you're just making it up, it, it's really, true. it really does work. Oh, yes. I know. That is what you need to do. Yes, exactly. She asked how you invite the good ones. Well, then the good ones will come in. You need to let them know that you are 
aware of them. Yes. That you, you appreciate them. Yes. And that you do are something a good that, partner in nature. Exactly. You have to be, on, you know, a good person with the recycling and all that other crap and, you know, try to help the world, you know. Mm. These are things that are important to pixies and anybody in the elfin realm. I'm pretty much sure that Queen Emerald has addressed this by saying it would be important who they were. Exactly. So it's your behavior that would draw them to you. And then you just, you know, leave things up that an image of a pixie and uphold them with dignity. Mm -hmm. Then you have no problem. They'll be coming to you. Yes. Because they're everywhere. Well, they aren't. They're not in the middle of the city, though. Right. Uh, Okay. I think we've touched on this already, but how do I let pixies or fairies in general know that I believe in them? Like I said before, you know, put things up, you know, pixie-friendly things, fairy houses, fairy flags. Mm Mm-hmm. Things of that nature, you mm-hmm. know, uh, then they'd know that you're one of us mm-hmm. and that you're one of the good guys. Okay, now here's another person. Is it true that reading old fairy tales is a good way to connect with the fae? I've never heard that before. So it sounds old like somebody has tales. said that. Now, it all depends on the fairy tales you're talking about, if they're real ones or not. Right. You know, if they're real fairy tales of well, real fairies. Then that might, well, reading that cause any... And they would realize that you understand, then you know that they are real. If they happen to be around, it's not going to draw them from somewhere. No, no, it's not like a magical chant or something, you know, that, that yeah. that's not going to happen. She said, we live in an old cottage-style house on Lake Erie, and usually strange occurrences happen, such as knickknacks being missing or found in odd places, little figures running across the carpets seen by my sister, and seemingly invisible things that drive my dog crazy. Could this be attributed to pixies, given the location and age of the house, which is about uh, 90 years old? I think what you're talking about there, especially when I I see them running across the... the, Carpet? Yeah, they're related to the pixies, but they're the ones without the wings. Brownies. You got your brownies there. But they're still small. They are, and they they love to do stuff like that. They're jokesters. Brownies are a little bit more jokesters than, than the serious... Pixie. Pixies are quite serious at times. Yes, exactly. But they are more jokesters and they like to pull pranks. It's time for Ask Mr. E. Today, Mr. E is going to answer two of your questions. If you have a question you want answered on a future podcast, go to our website at www.realfairies.net. There, you'll find our podcast page where you can record your question. Our first question is from Jane, and she's wondering what pixies look like. Hello, Mr. E. My name is Jane. I have about two questions for you. Do pixies have eyes like humans? If not, how do their eyes look like? And as for their wings, are most of them same shape? The wings do vary from area to area. Really? Yes. There are sometimes you'll find them with more like a dragonfly wing than to what we'd call the butterfly version. Is one more common than the other? No, they're all just different. So in Lakeside, for example... There might be more dragonfly ones. From Lakeside. But the pixies that came from Finn, what do they look like? They're different. Finian pixies, they have wings that are butterfly-ish, but they're not butterfly wings. Are they shaped like butterflies? Kind of. More or less like that. Almost as if you had an angel wing molly without the feathers. I guess that's as close as we can come to Yes. That. The colors vary? Yes. It varies from family to family on what the colors of their wings are going to be. And the shape of the wing goes along with the tribe. Finian pixies uh, that are under Queen Emerald would look similar. Do they have patterns on their wings like, like butterflies do? No. They have one solid color. That's you interesting. Know, sometimes they're natural colors. They don't have pink hair, pink wings? Yes, they 
could have pink hair and pink wings. It's very easily done that way. And it would be naturally pink hair. What do their faces look like? Well, they do have sharp features. But they have a pointed type of a nose or a yes, small nose? Yes, a, a small nose, but it's, it's very angular. Does the iris look different? Actual eye. Oh, yes. They have like, how do you describe? Well, the closest I can come to is, you know how cat's eyes are? Yeah. They're more like that. Because they, they like to be able to see in the dark when they fly in the dark. Uh-huh. So they've got to have special eyes. Okay, and what about their skin tones? Their skin tones... Um, Very, or...? Saying that pixies from here, uh-huh. from Blake's side, yeah. look a lot different from the pixies from Finn. Well, how do the ones... They, other than the wings, how do they look different? Their skin's different. They're a little bit darker, and they've got more of a, um, a different tint to their skin. Okay. The next question is from Alia, who is wondering what type of beings she saw in her house. So in my old home, there were really weird things that happened. Like one time me and my best friend, like this is when we were younger, right? And we were playing on the couch and like um, we were just bouncing off. And then this one time she just bounced off and there was like this fern looking plant there. And like it was different from all the plants in my house. So and I asked her if she wanted to get get one and she said no. So I put it in a vase and put it on top of a dresser and I left it there. And this happened in the span of three days. So um, after that, um, when she left, I sat on the couch in my living room and this elf looking figure like zigzagged across my, the room and went into my legs and then it just disappeared. And this other time when I was in the bathroom, um, this sparkling looking orange dot thing was like. Um, flying around my towels and when I went closer to look at it it just went into the towel and it, ju- and it was just gone and this other time when my mom was cooking um this fairy looking figure was like s- sitting on a shelf and when I went near it it like dove into the floor and like the floor like rippled like water and I think that was a fairy because like its wings it had wings and it had like it was kind of blue and it just dove into the water and i mean not water but like the floor and it just rippled like water so i don't know and the fern disappeared after that okay what do you think of that okay well there's a lot of things to see here let's go back to the dove and the, to the ground uh the gleam seemed like water but it wasn't well yeah. okay i can tell you what's going on with that is that on that side our side yes it is water and that's what you're seeing. So would this be a gearing? I'm pretty sure it's, it's a gearing of some sort. Uh-huh. It may not be an actual gearing from Finn. I'm sure there's other breeds of them elsewhere called other things. And because it, it showed like water ripples, that's yes, what you think that's that what that I'm is? thinking. It's definitely one of those. Okay. Now the zigzagging thing um, that went into her leg. Now it was, the, I have a question for that. But we don't have an answer. But we don't have an answer for that. But I'm saying if it was flying, Chances are it was, in fact, a pixie. But if it was not flying, uh-huh. I would say that that was brownie action. And they're going in, back into their own dimension, right. their they own d- world. Exactly. They didn't necessarily go into your leg, right. but the hole to where they need to go was in your leg. Right. Exactly. Same thing with the little orange thing that went into the towel. Right, exactly. It went back into its realm. Right. Uh, but in that one, for sure... I would definitely say that was pixie because it has all the earmarkings of a pixie right there. Yeah. The sparkly orange thing, you know, and sometimes they're orange, sometimes they're other colors. Seeing them shooting across the room and, and trailing things behind them and all these things. So, yes, that is definitely, we've got pixie. 
Right. And about the fern, I don't really understand the question. I don't understand the, quest. the question about the fern. Me either. Was the fern there and then not there? Uh, you know, I don't think that they can take a whole fern away if you just got a pixie. Right. So I'm seeing maybe some adult or something removed the fern for some reason. Yeah. As promised, we're going to end our Pixie podcast with Queen Emerald answering some final questions about Pixies and their relationship with humans. Mr. E has said many times that Pixies, of all the types of fae in his world, are the most commonly seen by humans because they can get through the holes in the veil. Correct. We can make ourselves small enough to go through the veil. Why do you want to? Mm. What's here that's so interesting or attractive? Sometimes we don't know we're going through the veil when we go through, and it's accidental. If that's true, is it hard to get back? No, it's very easy. You can see your way back. Yes, but it's sometimes it's like, oops, there you are. Yeah. Oops, I'm going back now, you know. Okay. Um, you know, there are times we'd like to come visit here to see what they're up to, because we're curious. What are you curious about? Everything. So you're interested in what humans are doing? Humans? humans animals, and other things that we see, you know. And we just watch a lot. How long do you stay before you have to go back? Oh, we don't stay for very long. Five minutes or so, and then we like to leave. So it's really short. Yeah, we prefer to stay on our side where the energy's right. It feels heavier here? Oh, very. Does it impede your flying and stuff? No, it's just different. It's harder to fly, but we still can do it. Yes, but does that mean you don't have as much power here? No, no, no. But we still have our power and still oh, yeah. are able to see us sometimes. When people do see you, is it because you want them to or is it accidental? It's, it could be both. It can be both. Are there humans that you pick out as interesting and want to check on them from time mm, to time? Yeah, it all depends on their vibration. Right, it does so much. Exactly, they need to have something that, that we're interested in. If it's just there's stuff that they do every day that either destroys them or destroys other people, we're not interested. So conversely, what are you interested in? What would draw you to them? Hmm, conservation. Kindness. Kindness towards other creatures. Not just other humans. Oh, right, but other creatures especially. Uh-huh. Then we'll consider talking to them. Okay, let's say there was someone that was kind of selfish, but really wanted to see pixies. They have a fairy house and other things to attract pixies. Would that work? Mm, they'd have to give me a little more than that. Why do they want to see us? Just to know that you exist, I guess. Is it just because of the amazement, or are they prepared to work with us? See? So you do work with humans? Yes. We become friends with humans. So why? Mm. Why do you guys do it? Yeah. Because I think they believe in us more than they believe in most of others. That's probably Because when you hear the word fairy, they think of us. They do. Very But true. there's much, much more to that than that. You're from the fairy realm, and there's a lot of other fairy residents there. Correct. And so you're one of many types. But yes, that is the first thing that they think of. How do you feel about humans communicating with you? Humans are fascinated with pixies, you know. I don't mind humans communicating with me as long as they respect me. What would your, be, your criteria be? Just respect? Oh, I respect. How would somebody go about connecting to you or, or making you aware that they want to? Oh. It's kind of an important question to uh, the humans out there. If they wanted to, what would be a good way to get your attention... Right now, they're trying things like fairy houses. That's always amuses us. Does it? <laughs> it amuses you? Mm-hmm. you spend time in them? Yes. Do you? If we come this way, we, we do, yes. We spend lots of time. You have quite a few out there. Yeah, we? we do. 
Yes, we love them. Do you? They, uh, we consider that homage to them. It is, actually. And we, we consider that respect, and we like respect. And so if you see someone who will be doing that, then you know already there might be the kind of person you're... You'll exactly. Be That'll work. So what else can someone do to draw you to them? Hmm. This is something they worry about, they think about a lot. Be kind. Kindness is very... Real, genuine kindness. Genuine kindness Self, goes a long selflessness, way. Selflessness, care about the planet. Mm-hmm. They're contributing and not taking away. Right, exactly. They have to be caretakers and not destructors. Destructors, they'll just bumble through life and don't even pay attention to anything. And we wouldn't pay attention to them. A destructor would be someone who is focused on their own needs... Is that right? And not others. Right. Some of them are just because they just don't understand. Right. They're totally unaware. They walk around totally unaware of what they're doing and how they're doing it. Susan and I have a good friend that has a theory that fairies in general, not just pixies, are more likely to approach those who have worked with animals, taken care of animals. Mm, yes. Uh, rehabilitated animals, whatever. Oh, yes. There's a strong yes. connection of caring for animals. Animals, especially wild ones. That will definitely attract our attention. Not just animals, but plants. Right. Do you, as people think, take things in our world and remove them? Well, we like to borrow. Do you like to borrow? Do you like to just mess with people's minds, too? Yes, it's fun. Is it kind of like, what are they going to think? Will they start to think that there are maybe fairies in the house? Exactly. It's fun. It's entertaining. That wraps up our second podcast. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for all your wonderful questions. We answered as many as we could, but try as we might, we just couldn't fit them all in one podcast. If we didn't answer your question today, please stay tuned, and we will answer it soon in a future podcast. More from Mr. Ian Queen Emerald can be found in our upcoming book, Interviews with the Fairy Realm. You can sign up to be notified when our book is released at www.realfairies.net slash our book. Thanks again, everyone. We look forward to seeing you next month.